What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing the fourth episode of Marvel's What If series, and this one is What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? First off, let me start off by saying Doctor Strange... I enjoyed the movie, but it's not one of the ones that I have rewatched since I first saw it. So I've only seen this movie once. So I don't quite remember a lot of it, <laughs> which is bad. I think I need to go back and rewatch it before the next one comes out. But this episode was interesting because it has that Groundhog Day feel. It's funny because Mike has Groundhog's Day Supreme as his screen name right now. <laughs> because this is exactly what it was. I mean, he kept going through the same thing. Do it again. Do it again. He reminded me of like Cat Williams when he was talking about how Black people went through struggles. He was like, trash it, trash it, didn't work. Trash it, trash it, didn't work. And I was like, that's exactly what he was doing. It's like, I felt bad for him, but I knew that this, was, this whole thing was going to end badly. I didn't know exactly how bad, but I, I knew that since he kept going back and trying to change stuff, it's like, I think Anthony says something about it when we were doing Loki, it's like, or something, he, he was talking about time travel, he was like, nothing good can come of going back in the past and changing something, like, nothing good can come of it. This whole episode was just, I just kept looking at it like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, what are you doing? Dude, stop, stop. It was like wanting to just fuss at a child for continuing to do the same thing over and over. Like, you know, you're not supposed to do this. Stop. And it just, it just got worse and worse. Well, what's the definition of insanity? Doing, doing the, the same, same thing, thing over and over, over again. And expecting different, different results. Result. Yeah. Yeah. So I have sort of like a love-hate relationship with this episode. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, but at the same time, I really hated it. <laughs> because he was time Dr. traveling Sh- for one well, well, well the time stone sort of like nullifies all those stupid rules with time travel mm-hmm. so they, that's, you, you get around it because it's mystical so the rules don't really apply to it it doesn't have anything to do with science so right. um, anyway uh, Dr. Strange just he just took a terrible turn and was so absolutely evil is just i don't know i it, i didn't like it it didn't feel right it didn't sit right with me it did not it was I and loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was he was completely just awful like he had no regard for anyone or anything and like he even refused self-care like for centuries he just did this one thing did he ever shower i mean did you take a moment to just breathe no, he just everything just went by him, and and I don't know. I know his mind was in tatters, but it was crazy. I mean, crazy. after doing all of that for hundreds of years, yeah, his mind probably wasn't in the best shape that it should have been. I think first off, it was weird for me because if I remember correctly from the film, him and Christine. I think they tried a relationship and it didn't work because of his ambition and because of his kind of single-mindedness. And so I felt like that part of his character was the same in this episode, but it was just, I don't know, the the characters seemed kind of off to me, you know? 
Laura's shaking her head like no, but it was perfect. <laughs> well, okay, Hanukkah. For, well, first of all, I didn't have a problem with it because at the basic core of what if this was a definitive what if episode a what if isn't supposed to make you remind you of the movies or the canon or remind you of what is a what if is basically that what if what if dr strange lost his heart not his hands this was perfect I mean, we got a little bit of Doctor Strange number 55. We got a little bit of the whole thing with Dormammu. We got who looked like Red Skull for some reason. We got what we asked for, what they said. They said, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart, not his hands? So from the beginning to the end, I'm sitting there going, this is what what if is supposed to be. I loved every single, I love the darkness. I like the lack of self-care, as you say. I like the fact that it was the time loop. I love the fact that the ancient one tried to be sneaky. It was perfect. See, I respectfully disagree. I don't think okay. this is what what if was supposed to be. Like, I don't think, I didn't read all the what if comic books, but the, the ones that I did read, they were just alternate versions of the same story. Like okay. this was just a completely new story. It really wasn't an alternate version of anything. And yeah, if anything, kind of it. it was like, it was a repeat of a similar circumstance that we already seen. He went through the thing with Dormammu over and over and over and over right. again. If you remember the movie, he died over and over and over again. But right. here is Christine dying over and over and over again. So it was like a repeat of the same thing. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it wasn't anything new and different. It wasn't like a new and different take on something we'd seen before. It was just something strange and weird. It was more like a tales from the unknown or strange new tales as opposed to a what if. Okay, I, I can see that. I, I can see that. Um, yeah, but this is the second episode where we've gotten the woman in a relationship or around a relationship with a, a, an Avenger or a hero that has played into the storyline. We've got uh, Christine here. We had Betsy in the previous episode. So I find that interesting that they're bringing these characters back because I never would have thought when I turned it on that we would see her. Um, it was definitely something that I thought was interesting. Uh, the, the animation was a lot better in this episode, I think, as far as faces are concerned. Um, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I just gushed this from beginning to end. I just loved every minute of it. And also, I couldn't figure out, like, I need to watch, it's been maybe a couple of months since I watched Doctor Strange, so I can't remember why she didn't go with him to the benefit. And I'm wondering, was it, they had a fight, I think it was, but I couldn't remember if the fight was before or after. Anyway, it just seemed odd that she was gung-ho about going with him to this event when in the movie I, she wasn't like that like there was i don't know it, like hanako said i don't the think they were together in the movie didn't seem they were friends they weren't the together they were friends they were, no, they and were i think they, they had was... they had tried to date before because she made a reference to that like it didn't really kind mm -hmm. of work out like there were some issues right. with him so but I'm just saying, even at that, as a friend, she still maybe would have gone with him. But it just, it just, I don't know. It just, some of the things didn't feel right. I don't know. But I still liked it. I mean, I really liked the episode. I did like the episode, but like, I guess for me, at the beginning, the banter between him and Christine in the car before the accident, 
it felt forced to me. It didn't feel like two people who were comfortable with themselves in a relationship. It felt a little bit forced. It felt a little bit awkward to me. And I don't know, maybe that's just the way my brain thinks, but it just, I wouldn't have gotten that this was some grand love story just from the dialogue that we got at the beginning. So that's why it seemed weird to me. And then, of course, everything that he did for the rest of the episode, trying to bring her back, it just, I don't know, it just it just didn't feel natural to me. But maybe I just need to go back and rewatch it again and, you know, just try to see what I may have missed the first time or first couple of times I watched it. Yeah, because in the movie, they do have a decent banter that's very similar to that. I mean, they do go. Yeah, back but in the, in the movie, it felt a little natural. It, it, in this, it just, and I don't know, maybe it's just because it's animated. And again, the animation is great, but you can't really, um, with the facial expressions and everything that you kind of need when looking at how two people interact with each other. Like I said, I don't know. It just felt weird to me. It, it just didn't seem natural. I don't know. But I am, cu- <laughs> look, I am curious as to who the hell keeps trying to run them off the road. Cause like, is it just me or did the first time, the first accident, was it the person that he almost ran off the road? Did they turn around and come back after him? Or was this just somebody else random? Cause I couldn't tell. It was, it was someone random from behind. Because after he swerved back over, he had slowed down and he wasn't going as fast as he was. They were going way too fast to stop. And they yeah. end up hitting him in the back and, and running him off the road. Because he was trying to calm Christine that he was like, you're fine, you're fine, you're good, you're good. And they just zoomed right up on him. Like, he didn't have a chance to react. But if to you, I don't know, if you look at the way that the car came up to them, it didn't look like just somebody driving too fast. It almost looked like somebody purposefully hit him. And it was like that with that particular scenario and then the one where Christine was driving. And they were on the same route. It happened again. Like, it looked like somebody was purposefully gunning for them. So I was like, okay, so who has it out for Dr. Strange? Was this a part of the plan or was this part of what was supposed to, like, the, again, we're, we're talking about Nexus events and we're talking about all these different things. And it's just kind of like, okay, so was somebody in that car to make sure that this happened to him, like it was somebody manipulating him. You're, I'm just, you're, you're, you're I'm reaching, just thinking about. You're, you're reaching. I'm, you're I'm reaching. I'm yeah, going too much, too much into, into it. it. It was, it was a simple accident. Someone was driving too fast and hit the car, but it was supposed to happen in this universe. So she was supposed to die. Yeah. But like Mike said, Mike was right. They, whoever it was in that scenario, the first one, when he slowed down, whoever that was, probably. Mm-hmm wasn't really paying attention and they didn't slow down like he was probably were all going the same speed really fast but he slowed down and it, when it's raining also you know it takes a lot longer to stop too you know i do remember that from the driving test so. i just looked at it and when he was trying to console christine and get her to calm down you could see the headlights coming back and then you see him like go side to side it's like like he had hit his brakes and he didn't have control of his car and he went straight into his okay. back so I think that's that's just basically what happened. And also, I just really quickly looked at the scene. In the movie, he asked her to come with him to the event. And she's like, no, because these things are always about you. Because he was like, you used to go to these scenes with me all the time. And she was like, yeah, I did. They were fun for you. 
not for me because they were all about you. I, I do and remember so that. That was like a no. So that strange is probably a little bit more narcissistic than this strange, which sounds a little weird. Yeah, because I mean, even in this one, he's very narcissistic. He's very um Well, no, because I don't know. He actually just... cares about her. Like he actually they actually have a relationship. In the movie, they they don't anymore because of his self-indulgent narcissism. It's really strange. He is Dr. Strange, of course. Uh, yeah, but I mean, thinking about what he does in this episode, like he can't accept the fact that she's gone and he just thinks, okay, I can fix this. I can fix this. I can fix this. That is a little bit narcissistic. Well, he went from, you know, he, maybe not as much as. He went from being narcissistic to being like, is a borderline personality it's, it's, or maybe even a little bit codependent not necessarily narcissistic anymore yeah yeah oh, okay i'm just i'm just saying i can go with that <laughs> the psychology of dr stephen strange it's just i don't know th- this episode was so weird and I, I mean that in a good way though because i did enjoy the episode but just seeing the seeing the steps that he takes to try to bring her back like everything that he's doing like he's being counseled left and right hey this is not what you want to do you don't want to bring her back you can't do this it's going to mess with time it's going to mess with things blah 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 he's just not listening and every time he tries to change it it's almost like it gets worse and worse and worse and he's so i don't know trapped by his grief or even by his guilt that he just can't see it and we already know Stephen Strange is a brilliant man, highly intelligent, but it's almost like just dealing with all of this is like all of that is out. He he has like this singular focus and it's so destructive and he doesn't see it until it's way too late to do anything about it at the end of the episode. And I, oh, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. And then seeing him go through this metamorphosis where he goes from who he was to this evil person like, when he was starting to eat all of the spiritual beings, I was just like, yo, this is way too much. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> like, yeah, he what was, is he, was he doing? Oh my goodness. He became consumed with that obsession because after he tried to absorb the mini tentacle thing and got his ass beat and a voice told him, yeah, you should probably start with something smaller. And so he was like, once he got a taste of it, I mean, it's kind of like magical crack. It's like he just couldn't get enough of it. It's like he just kept like absorbing and absorbing and absorbing because it's just like the old saying goes, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And it's like the more power he felt, the more he felt like he could get more. And it's a terrible cycle where you just keep going and going and going and you can't stop yourself. I mean, this whole episode was kind of like a cautionary tale about addiction. And once again, we see Marvel showing us these mental health things because we see what grief has done to this man. Right. And it turned him, like Mike said, to, to an addict. You know, he, he became an mm-hmm. addict based on his grief. And it consumed him to everybody's detriment. Yeah. Yeah. And even Uatu was like, you know, I could intervene, but uh, I doubt he'd listen, <laughs> you know. He wasn't listening to, to yeah. nobody. It was just, I don't know. You know, I'm loving this series, but whoa, Marvel is taking this kind of dark. This was a very dark episode. And Lori, you're being awfully quiet. You're not sticking up for your show. <laughs> I, I'm just listening to different opinions. Um, I, I agree with the darkness. It's been getting dark since about the second episode. Um, I think that for 
what they're trying to do because I was asked a question if any of this is going to make its way into canon especially with Dr. Strange and my answer was it shouldn't but I wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff mainly because we don't have a second Dr. Strange movie that they're currently filming the second one most of the series including the God's second movie he's the only one that hasn't had a second movie which in hindsight, kind of makes me think that what I thought about the movie in itself, the movie was okay, but for a Doctor Strange origin movie, there's not much you can do with that because his stuff goes with Celestra, uh, Domanu, and, and other stuff later on down the line. So maybe this is sort of like a bridge between that and what we're going to get with the, the movie that they, I think they finished uh, reshoots of it. But um, I like some of the ideas that you guys are talking about but at the same time i think that dr strange for what it is and for what we got is pretty much the way it would have gone even if they hadn't gone dark because he's a he's not a happy character he never seems to be one of those happy-go-lucky i mean the, the, there's a lot of stuff with celestia his girlfriend and then there's the stuff with him and night nurse that just doesn't really work out well for him and then his friendships never seem to go anywhere wong is like the only one that's really there and even him and wong have problems so <laughs> i wouldn't expect it to be happy but at the same time uh you're either gonna have this type of episode or you're going to send him off with Germano and do a lot of mystic stuff in the different realms. And I don't think that they wanted to go there because of the movie that they're filming or have finished filming. So that's where I am on that. See that. Okay. So let's talk about, let's see, where do I want to go with this episode? <laughs> um, Cause I mean, we've talked about what he's done and touched on some of the episode but i mean really the the episode is mainly him repeating the same thing over and over and over again and just getting sort of the same result i think the bigger thing i don't know maybe what we're supposed to take away from this episode is like what the watcher said like i would interfere but i don't want to put the multiverse at risk I don't want to mess with the safety of the multiverse. Who's to say, and this is not a theory, Mike, who's <laughs> uh-huh. to say that, that the Doctor Strange we see in the Spider-Man trailer is not this Doctor Strange? Like, yeah, hey, I think a uh, lot of people have already yeah. said that it's not Doctor Strange as we know him. I mean, just from... Yeah, it's, it's someone. Yeah. And, but I mean, just from the way he's dressed. Oh, you know it's Mephisto. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> because he's left by himself in that multiverse. So he's a vast, I mean, not in the multiverse, but in his own universe, he's the only being left. And he's seemingly mm-hmm. almost godlike power. Who's to say that he doesn't figure out a way to traverse into the multiverse? Yeah. Some, well, one of the entities that he absorbed was the Dark Phoenix, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, I guess one of the takeaways from the episode could be, uh, if nothing else, is the uh, the conversation that he and the Watcher actually had because the Watcher was like, uh, I can't really do anything. You did this to yourself. And the fact that he was self-aware enough to realize, unlike other episodes, that the Watcher was indeed there and was indeed watching, uh, it's pretty significant because the other ones, they know nothing of him. Yeah, that's true. I find it funny that I'm sitting here watching it in the background and this is at the part where he's starting to absorb all of these magical beings. And I just found it so funny that the second one that came up was a bug and he took the cape and he was like, you know what? 
I know what I need to do, but yeah, I draw the line at bugs and he threw the bug back in the thing. I'm like, okay, even uh-huh. even this uh-huh. mystical god-like creature doesn't do bugs. <laughs> Now, I don't think one of them was the Dark Phoenix, though. If he had absorbed I, the Phoenix, I, I then different. he would have been able to do just about anything he wanted to because she has... Okay. But you did see the bird-like creature that he Yeah, that but, he that, absorbed, that wasn't, right? but that was not the Phoenix because I'm, right. I'm, right. I'm that, almost that was... certain. Maybe it was Raven. No, because that's still... Mm-hmm. I know I, I know it's DC. I was yeah. being facetious. I wasn't saying that he reached that yeah, far. I, but yeah, but no. You should go back and watch it again. It didn't look anything like Phoenix. But it was a bird, but it wasn't the Phoenix. Yeah, a bird with multiple sets of eyes. And he would have had reality altering powers. So he would have been able to do whatever he wanted. If he wanted to bring her back, he could have. Oh, just that was just one thing that I spotted. I mean, I don't know. I I think that for him, I mean, there there's only so much you can say about the episode other than the fact that it, it it was it was dark. I loved it, but I also had this thing where in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, okay, it, you know, again, if this is going to be a bridge, whether they use it or not, I can be a bridge because I. It's Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. Uh, always has been, always will be. Uh, I especially, you know, like certain runs that that we get. Uh, Joe Casada's runs, it's awesome. Um, the, the the redo of the costume that they did a few years ago. But my thing is, is when they did a couple series. But my thing is, is that for someone like him, yeah, he he sort of he's not a nice guy. You know, I mean, I don't care. He's an ass. It's Doctor Stephen Strange. So, like I said, him going dark and him doing all this with Christine and everything like that, I thought it was the perfect what if. Again, that's that's my whole sum of thoughts. Okay, so we're introduced to the fact that when the Ancient One tried to stop him from changing time again and she blasted him and we saw the little mark on his chest where he got blasted, she actually split him in half. So there are two Doctor Stranges now living in the same universe. Now, the weird thing for me is, okay, they're two living in the same universe, but I would assume that only one of them, the dark one, is the one that's going through all of these years. You know, they say that he's been doing this for like hundreds of years, but yet when Stephen Strange walks out of his door, he sees the people and the world around him, which I'm assuming is present day, just kind of like it's starting to break down. So... Explain that to me because I'm confused. What he's what what do they call what, what is the Funko Pop Doctor Strange Supreme? Mm-hmm. What he's doing is affecting his universe across time and space. Okay. So it's not just affecting the present; it's affecting the entire universe across all of time at the same time. Okay. If you can kind of wrap your head around that. Because in his present state, he exists outside of time. He has a time stone. That's why he's not aging. Okay, gotcha. He has basically okay. removed himself from time. So he is affecting that universe across all of time. Okay, okay. Okay, because remember yeah. what the guy said who was dying that was there with him. He said, you froze yourself in time. <laughs> you know, you... For centuries. centuries. Okay. So, yeah. Don't don't let me get my soapbox and talk about. Uh, you time. know, I'm sitting um, here. I'm like, I'm still trying to wrap. 
I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it, like trying to figure this out. But of course, because the time stone is an energy from a primal energy of the universe. Mm-hmm. So the regular rules of science and space and dimensions don't really apply to it. Okay. Okay. And things affected by it don't really apply to it. It is its own thing. It's, it's a MacGuffin. It is what the writers want it to be. <laughs> it can do whatever. Like okay. it doesn't... It, it, it does things that you wouldn't think a time stone should be able to do, but it does it anyway because it's a cosmic primal energy stone. Okay. Okay? So, okay. you know, it's, it's just one of those things we just kind of have to accept and go with. Okay. Now. Like, I couldn't understand, was there, were there two, ti- there were two time stones? Like, why did the other strange, why did his time stone disappear? Like, why did I don't think it disappeared. It? I just think he, he put it down. It. He, oh, Oh yeah, he put it down he and he just down. never he picked did. it back up. He did put it down. He never yeah, picked it back up. That's right. Yeah. So okay. because so I'm you looking see at how it in the... it is, the writers did that. That they yeah. were like, we can't have them both have time stone because then he'll be able to beat them. Because I think he's a little bit more level headed than the crazy strange. Yeah, so I mean, he even says that he was like, yeah, you've lost right. your marbles. Like when when Doctor Strange is telling Doctor Strange that he's kind of out there. Yeah, that's. He said, your marbles are long gone. (laughs) (laughs) Your marbles are long gone. Right. But I'm sitting here looking at it in the background. Of course, the questions that I have as far as, you know, like I said, them existing in the same universe, one of them has been doing the same thing over and over for supposedly hundreds of years. But when you look at the regular or the normal, as much as we can say, normal Doctor Strange, his time hasn't changed. Like you would think, if hundreds of years have gone by, the world would look a little more futuristic, that sort of thing. So that's what I was looking at. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird to me because I'm trying to wrap my brain around all of this. But I know that things, like you said, things are a little bit different because he has the time stone. So his time isn't moving in the same way as our time is. And even so, we're seeing it in his perspective, time is going on. Like in the, it's a future version of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like that that is a future of the timeline, of this timeline. This doctor, the normal Doctor Strange is a Doctor Strange that we see in the present time. Okay. So they're in the same universe in the same timeline. It's just that one is at a further point ahead than the other. And we're just seeing him in that further point. And so when he pulls Doctor Strange to him, he's pulling not only did he pull him into the future with him, he Additionally, pulled him into the past so they can save Christine. That's just too confusing. The time stone, <laughs> the time stone allows you to do all these magnificent things. But I understand remember, he's, a lot he's of things. Almost godlike in power. Yeah. With all the power he absorbed over the centuries, all those different creatures. And to um, Lori's point, it is possible that he absorbed the Phoenix Force at some point, but I just don't think that bird was the bird that we saw was right. Mm-hmm. But it is possible because if he had centuries to absorb all these different dimensional beings, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Force was probably one of them at some point. Yeah. Right. And I was only kind of kidding. Because, I mean, the Raven did have, like, a set of six or eight eyes like Trigon did in the book. So, I mean, it kind of looked like Raven. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't think that's something that we want to explore as a theory that they're actually going to combine Marvel and DC finally. And... I, 
that's just yeah. not going to happen. And, so and like the, let's just move yeah, on. Let's move on from that. <laughs> Let's just, let's, let's just move on. But the, they did give us something that I now I don't know how many of you saw that it's about twelve years old. Remember back in the day they did a Doctor Strange animated movie. It was an origin story, and it was where he was wearing like the black patent leather shoes, and he was kind of made him sort of like a little bit of a sharp dresser. Uh, that ending was horrible. This ending, oh my, we got a fight. I mean, I'm sitting there at the edge of my seat. I watched that thing like five times. When Mark and I watched it yesterday, we watched it. Yeah, it was like a good twice. fight. I mean, that was a fight. And I'm like, I was like, well, it's about time he kicked some butt because he didn't really kick a lot of button, you know, in the movies. But here we get to see the source of Supreme. And that made me extremely happy to see him actually throw down. Okay, so here's the crazy thing, because I'm looking at it in the background where he finally brings Christine back to life and he's looking at her. Why does he look like Thanos? He looks like Thanos with the Infinity Stones going across his forehead when he first looks at her. He looks like a monster or some kind of strange being, but his face is kind of purple and he has different colored stones on his face. Did you guys notice that? I yeah. Agree. Agree. Hold on. No theories, no nothing. Nope. <laughs> Not a thing. No. no. Uh, uh, only, only as to just like the representation of, of how much power he has. I see wife. what you're saying, but he, okay. he looks he looks more demonic than anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could, I could kind of see where you would think that. But I, I wouldn't say he'd be Thanos like I. I mean, it's just... Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's kind of similar because if you look at him, when he tells her, it's me, Christine, his face is kind of grayed out, a little bit purplish, and then he's got these eyes going across his forehead and the side of his forehead, and they're all different colors. And it's like blue, yellow, orange. And I was like, oh, that looks a little familiar. (laughs) Again, when he was absorbing all those things... Who's to say that those weren't some of the things he absorbed? I don't think they're necessarily stones. The, I think the they're stones. They're all eyes. Yeah, they look like eyes, but I'm just saying the similarity is kind of weird to me. Especially the fact, I mean, they're eyes on his face, but they're all almost the same colors as the Infinity Stones. It was just something I nah, noticed. I was like, oh, I, I, that's it's kind missing of- a purple one. It's missing a purple one. It's missing a red. Yeah, I'm not saying it's exact. I'm just saying it's similar <laughs> enough for me to be like, whoa, why does he look like Thanos right now? Again, I think it's like a representation of how much power he has acquired. The more I look at it, the more he looks like a purple Mephisto. Mephisto confirmed again. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think like my friend said, uh, one of one of my friends who listens to the show, she said, I just think that you guys, she said, Michael needs to have a t-shirt that says Mephisto confirmed and Anthony needs to have one that says, this is not a theory, but (laughs) (laughs) she was like, those are two of the favorite things that she loves about listening to the show. She was like, I love the way y'all rag on Anthony when he says he doesn't have a theory. I don't have a theory. You have a supposition? The tentacle creature, Mm -hmm. that's the same tentacle creature from Captain Carter. The first one, yeah. I wondered that. It is, yeah. It is. It is. I'm almost certain it is the same. Okay. It was confirmed confirmed to have been the same one. So, yeah. Um, Shout out to our fans for for seeing the truth and knowing the truth. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I'm done with theories. I see what you did there, Mike. No. That is, not <laughs> that is not the truth. 
Oh, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Doctor Strange Supreme absorbs regular Doctor Strange. He brings Christine back and the world pretty much goes to shit and her along with it. So it's like you went through all of this and you still came up with the same result. She's gone. And now you're trapped in this what? You're trapped in this time prism, prison, whatever. It, it's just, I don't know. I don't think he's trapped there for long. I think he, he, if he can open a dimensional portal to pull dimensional creatures over centuries, he could probably open a portal and leave this dimension. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's, he's especially if everything gets jacked up when we have a multiverse, the possibilities are insane. That he can yeah. hook up with another Doctor Strange somewhere else and be like, Yo, can you help a brother out? <laughs> the the thing exactly. though, the thing that's a little strange, strange. The thing that's a little ah. strange for me is why did he even need to combine with himself? Like, why did he even need to complete himself? Was he what, what additional he, power he needed, did he gain? He said he needed to be whole in order to complete everything. Because remember, he was split. He's only half a strange technically, so. He needs to be a whole strange along with all the powers that he's collected in order to bring her back and to break the absolute point, which is still stupid because he's wrecking everything. He, yeah. But he doesn't care. But yeah, he had to he had to be a whole strange. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, too, if you think about that point, the fact that he was split in half, like the part of him that was Dr. Strange Supreme. I mean, you said it earlier in the episode, Anthony, he was pretty much evil. And the other Doctor Strange was still him. He's held on to his humanity. You know, it was that version of him that said, okay, you know what? I have to stop living in the past. I have to let this go. He was the one that put down the time stone. So in doing that, I feel like he held on to his humanity. And that was something that Doctor Strange Supreme was missing. And as long as he didn't have that, he wouldn't have been able to do what he needed to do. I don't think he would have been able to go further with his magic because he limited himself in doing all of that. Yes, you've absorbed all of these beings, all of these mystical beings, and you've gotten all of this power. But what is all of that power without your humanity? Like you're only limiting what you can do. That's the way I look at it. And so he had to be whole in order to achieve that end goal, which was bringing Christine back. But again, in doing so, he kind of fucked everything up because he basically destroyed that universe. He destroyed everything. Yeah, and still lost her in the end. Damn sure did. Again, it's just like Anthony said, Marvel's going really deep into showing a lot about mental health like more so than than we really expected, like for everything, like from WandaVision to Falcon and Winter Soldier, even Loki, like Mm -hmm. all of them are showing different aspects of mental health and like how if you don't have good mental health, then there are consequences. I mean, to be honest, I have no idea where it all came from, but it's kind of refreshing to see like mental flaws and to see people overcoming them. Like, instead of having people be perfect mentally, like, you know, well-adjusted and knowing what to do at every point in time. Or even having the mental issues, but ignoring it or, you know, just kind of 
laughing it off or being self-deprecating and just not really facing what they're dealing with. One of the things that the shows are doing really well is also showing that those kinds of issues are not something that you can fight alone. Like you have to have somebody there to support you. You have to have a support system. You have to have someone who's there to help hold you accountable and to also help you through it. We've seen a lot of that in these shows as well. And they've right. illustrated how people respond differently to Trump. Like yes. the, the, the way people, how people deal with trauma, how they respond to trauma is different. But in the end, they all need the same kind of help. They need someone else mm-hmm. there with them to help them with it. Yeah. All the way back, even with Tony Stark and his PTSD, which led to Ultron, which almost destroyed the planet, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else to say about this episode. I mean, like I said, it was this one for it to be the way that it was. It was very clear cut. Like Christine died. He wanted to bring her back and he kept working towards that goal. And it's just like, I don't think it was a short episode, but it was very straight and to the point as far as I'm concerned, as far as like what the issue is, what the resolution or non-resolution is and what the consequences were. It was just very straight to the point. Pre-show, Lori was talking about how the episode seemed longer than it was. And I think a lot of that had to do with, we saw two sequences of the same thing being done over and over and over again. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that made, we, we saw Christine die. That was like 15 minutes. And then we saw him absorbing all those interdimensional creatures <laughs> with another 15 minutes. That was the episode episode is over yeah. yeah it was like 36 minutes it was a slightly longer but it just seems like the first part with christine and the second part with him you know with the whole two strangers it just seems like it just dragged not in a bad way but it was long yeah. no but it's like the whole first part where he was trying to go back and save christine I mean, it reminded me of every time the Groundhog's Day trope yeah. has been executed, like whether it's the movie Groundhog's Day, whether it's the episode of Supernatural where Dean kept going back, going back and back and back. Let's and not back. talk about and that. Like- <laughs> and, and, see, and the thing is, is that normally I hate time loop episodes. In fact, if I see it as a time loop episode, I usually skip or fast forward. I, I just don't, I, I literally, I mean, uh-huh, I wouldn't have time say that there are some good time loop episodes stargate sg1 being one of the best ones ever well yeah that's but see that was that was because of the actors okay okay i'll give you that and the fact that they had the best joke ever but usually when there's a time loop episode i got no not no my golf swing is perfect yeah i was just thinking about that in the middle of my golf swing And the one where he oh. gave his resignation paper. So he was like, what for? So I can do this. And he goes and gives Carter a kiss. Yeah, okay, let's not, oh, let's not get started because I could talk all day about that episode. But yeah. yeah um, okay, so here's the other thing. So we have been told that the What If series is canon, okay? So if that is the case, how do you think this episode is going to lead in? So to- it is canon? Apparently, all of the what episodes are supposed to be canon. That's what I remember reading. Now, I know we still have a few other episodes, so there's no telling. I mean, we know who's supposed to be the main characters in these episodes, but we don't know if Doctor Strange will show up in those episodes and how. But 
in case he doesn't, if this is where we leave him with the what if episodes, how is that going to play into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or Spider-Man 3? I guess in some ways we can look at it as uh, the Doctor Strange that we saw in the Spider-Man 3 trailer is probably not the Doctor Strange that we are familiar with. It's probably some variation of this one. Or, yeah, or, or possibly from one of the timelines that Sylvie created. You know, we, we won't know until the movie comes out, but I'm pretty sure all of this. Is and we don't know that Sylvie created those. That could have been Wanda. Remember, that might have been Wanda who actually created those. Don't shake your head, Anthony. No, they, they didn't happen until after Sylvie killed He Who Remains. No, right? if you think. But it split before that. When he was sitting there talking to them and he realized that he didn't know what else was going on, that was supposedly at the same time that Wanda was changing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a whole other conversation. So we won't even get there. It's a whole other conversation. I'm supposed to mind about this whole Doctor Strange thing. Like, normally I'm okay with how Marvel adds layers to stories. Like, he's this, but he's also this. But then he knows this person who does this and this. And it kind of branches out and goes all wild and willy-nilly. And I'm like, okay, that's weird, but I'm still following. But, I mean, the only way I could see how this could not get really fucking confusing in a hurry. Like, for everything <laughs> that we've seen so far. Like, even, like, you, this could just, I mean, you people look at this and just be like, wait, what? All this is real and happened? Like, oh, fuck all that shit. But the only way I can see it is if, in the end, they actually make it about the branch timelines, like how they're all going crazy and they all need to be pruned and put back together. And then that leads into multiverses of madness and Doctor Strange trying to knit everything together with bailing wire, duct tape, and hopes and prayers. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way that I can really kind of justify it because when they said it was canon, I was kind of like, really? The zombies are canon? Like, the like all this shit? Like, I'm just like, I'm confused. I can't wait till we talk about that episode. None of this should be what. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if these are alternate dimensions, then I mean, they could be canon. I mean, just like we were talking about with Loki, that means that everything that we know about the MCU or even the Fox products, those could all be canon and just be parts of alternate timelines that we just haven't touched. You know, shut up. And Anthony is sipping his. <laughs> Anthony is sipping tea with his pinky out. <laughs> First of all, I disagree. I don't think that anything in what if should be canon, but if they're going to be picky, then I vote that Age of Apocalypse not be canon. Okay, Sorry. let's not go there, Lori. <laughs> One, we know, we know that as of the last episode of Loki, right. anything can be possibly canon. We know this. That's just a fact. So what if is canon? Falcon and Winter Soldier is canon. All things now are canon. The, the, and if they don't want it to be canon, they would say so, but they're not. They, it, it's, it's almost as if they're inviting us to believe that all this is canon, which may come back to bite us in the butt. It seems like the way everything is being set up, that all of this is part of a grander, larger scheme, a larger plan. Right. Okay, so I'm looking at an IGN article now and it does the title of the article is what if is officially mcu canon and part of the article says speaking to igm what if head writer ac bradley made it very clear that despite its animated style and anthology premise everything in the show is being considered as canon 
And he says, the events of what if are canon. It's part of the MCU multiverse. The multiverse is here. It is real and it is absolutely fantastic, people. And then it goes on to say, Kate Heron, director of Marvel's Loki, previously confirmed that her show had ushered in a Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. While we all but knew that the likes of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man No Way Home would embrace that development, it remained unclear whether what if would be considered part of the MCU in the same way. If we go back to the tape, I think I specifically remember saying that what if is going to be mm-hmm. canon. You did say that. Simply because of what happened in yep. Loki. It's going to be canon. It has to mm-hmm. be canon because the multiverse was created. So anything that happens in the, in a multiverse is going to be yep. canon. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I know she, they're saying it's unclear, because, but at the time, I don't think she was probably clear to say that, which is probably why they were like, well, it's kind of unclear. Well, I mean, this was from August 3rd, so. It's pretty, pretty freaking clear as Loki's last episode that just about anything they do from that point forward is going to be right. canon, mm-hmm. regardless of how strange it is. <laughs> See what I did? And they have a, a movie called The Multiverse of yeah. Madness. What if is yes, yes, the yes. definition of madness? True. And Uatu is telling us, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to mess with this dude for the safety of the what? Multiverse. Multiverse. Yep, that's true. But yeah, yeah so it's well. it's canon, Lori. It's canon. I don't think that applies retroactively, though. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to to throw cloak and dagger and fine, the runaways. Whatever. I don't I don't know if all that stuff is going to count. I mean, gotcha. yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> well, yeah. she sounds so happy about hey, that. At least Frog Thor is canon. I just, yes, yeah. this is true. <laughs> Frog Thor is canon. You got that. Now we just need to see him in a greater role. I think that would make Lori happy. I want to see Throg versus Alligator Loki. I think that's going to be, be like fire. the awesome, the That'd best be fight ever. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Man, Marvel is walking a precarious line right now. I think that they've had so much success. And see, this goes all the way back to the DCEU sucking so badly that Marvel could basically do whatever the fuck they wanted to because anything they do that's bad, comparing that to the stuff in the DC universe makes it look great. So it's like, they're like, well, fuck it, we're just going to do whatever they want to. What's the most outrageous thing that we can do? Let's do multiverses. That's just tricky, though. Man, look at what DC's doing. DC ain't doing shit. Let's go ahead and try it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? In the words of the great Ian Malcolm, just because you can they're, do something. This I mean, I, they're walking a precarious line. If they if they do this, if one movie is madly inexplicable and people are like, what the fuck was that? Like, if Doctor Strange, like, doesn't stick the landing, the whole thing is fucked. Like, from that point on. Really, if Spider-Man isn't, like, outstandingly good. I mean, I don't think Spider-Man can miss as much as Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness cannot miss. Multiverse of Madness has to fucking hit. It has to. Because it's it's, yeah. it's taking... Where WandaVision was wildly successful. And it's like, you're combining that. And then you're taking all the multiverse shit that Loki did, which was successful. And it's like, you're trying to cram all that into... Cram like 10 pounds of greatness into a five-pound bag. And you're hoping that that shit holds and contains everything. And I hope it does. I'm not wishing bad on them. I I really hope that it does and it blows our mind. 
because I mean it kind of has to. It's like if it if it doesn't, people are gonna look at this and be like, I mm-hmm. I can't follow any of this shit. I'm not following. I'm not watching this shit anymore. It's like it could all go wrong in a hurry. I just hope they land. I just hope they stick yeah. the landing on it. Well, I mean, they've got 25 movies up under their belt, and I can't really say that they missed on too many of them. So I'm very hopeful that they know what they're doing by now, and yeah. that I am too. It's gonna blow yeah. our minds. I mean, so. it, even even their misses aren't like off the board misses. They're just like two rings off center misses. Like you know, they're not really bad misses. So it's like, right. they, I mean, they're doing good. I mean, it's not like just crappy character development or anything like that i mean they know how to write stories they know how to put it on there so i'm hoping that they stick it dr strange and the multiverse of madness is the linchpin once that hits and it comes out that's really going to like expand everything and then quantumania is probably going to take it further so i mean that's what's going to really show how well they actually did everything so it's something to look forward to for sure yep this show had a lot of really good quotes like the one that obangu said when he was talking to Strange after he got his ass whipped by the many tentacled one when he tried to absorb him at first, he said, there's a fine line between devotion and delusion. Love can break more than your heart. It can shatter your mind. I was like, when he said that shit, I was like, damn, that shit is deep as fuck. Like, again, it goes back to where, like, how people deal with grief and mental anguish and depression and things like that. It's like they're going back to dealing with all that. Also, I loved how Bangu called Strange Armani. Like, that whole sequence was outstanding. <laughs> it was funny as shit to me. But yeah, I thought this was a great episode. I, I'm i anxious to see, because I think, just like Anthony said, there, there's a way that he's going to break out of that little prism that he's in. Because, I mean, he's really powerful, so he's got to figure it out some way. They're not going to leave him in there, because he has a movie next year. So they, he has to get out somehow. Actually, he has a movie in December, so he needs to get out in a hurry. He needs, he needs to be out, be out by yeah. December. But yeah, this is a great episode. Okay. Well, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can listen to the Phantom Hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.